You are listening to the sassiest podcast in the world. Born in the Nordics, democratizing B2B SaaS knowledge everywhere. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Thomas. And we are experienced SaaS professionals that are curious about how other successful SaaS companies go to market, scale, build winning teams and great products. Join us on our journey as we speak to SaaS leaders trying to get hold of their secret sauce. Today's guest is Osan Akimik, the Senior Director Customer Success at Genesis. Ask the question to yourself, is it going to help to retain the customer? Yeah, yeah. Then it's your job. Even if you don't have the skill, it is your job to find the right person, the right individual who's got the skill to help out the customer. All right, so we are back with another episode of the Sassiest Podcast. Thank you for joining us yet another time. Hope that you are feeling well. And Daniel, how are you today? Very good. I just wanted to scream out like back in the saddle. Uh, I'm about to buy a new uh, uh, new chair here. Like this one has, uh, well, let's just say that it's uh, sung the last song here. It's making like all kinds of weird noises. So, <laughs> but yeah, back at it again in a new chair. It's going to be lots of fun. So otherwise, you know, we had some pretty busy weeks with all our network groups for the CEOs, executives, the female founders. We did our rebranding. So now everything that we do is under the name Sassiest and there is a lot more to come this year. And the first thing out would be the Sassiest Digital 2023 event. I hope that you have signed up. Otherwise, sign up at sassiestdigital2023.com. So don't miss it for the world. There you go. And actually, if you're enjoying what's about to happen and, and be discussed in this episode here then you definitely need to come to uh, the event because we have a track dedicated to customer success there's going to be four specific sessions addressing topics that might be of your interest absolutely and now we're going to have a talk with one of our favorite customer success leaders and be able to go a little bit more in depth with how they work to make sure that no customer success managers leaves the company and that you have a great culture that gives you success in your team as well. Let's do it. Today, we are very happy to have Osan Akimik here as a guest in the Sassiest podcast. So welcome, Osan. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. How, how are you today? How is everything on your end? Yeah, all well, all well. It's a bit, um, I don't want to say typical UK weather, but it's great. It's rainy. It's just ideal for a Friday to stay home and just um, do a bit of admin work, really. Yeah, yeah, all good. So do you dedicate Fridays to admin work? I try to because one of the things we tried in the team, we said Fridays are meetings free. Okay. But um, it doesn't work. Some reason Germans like to have their meetings on Friday, Friday <laughs> early mornings. I kept reminding the team, guys, come on, leave it free, leave it free, so we can get things done. So much today in the world of you know, we could talk about later on in the customer success, right? Um, especially for CSMs. But um, yeah, yeah, ideally, just kind of gather our thoughts, a bit of free time to get things done. Gotcha. Any theories about the Germans and the Fridays? <laughs> I have no idea why it's happening, but I think they just want to get their meetings over and done with and then start their weekend. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I see. So we had a pleasure of having you at Sassiest uh, 2023 in Malmö. I mean, you're the Senior Director Customer Success EMEA at Genesis and you were a part of the Customer Success track. So really happy about that and welcome back. Okay. Um, so if anyone 
doesn't know you or seen you before, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I guess both personal and professional, right? Absolutely. We want it all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Your hobbies, what you like to, to do in the evenings, anything. You know, this is supposed to be an easy question. I find it really tough because I've been in a workshop a couple of years ago and the moderator said, can you describe yourself without any title? You're not even supposed to say I'm a mother. <laughs> and it, it is tough. But anyhow, um, I think I can describe myself being a citizen of the world. I was born and raised in Istanbul, Turkey, but I've been living in the UK for long enough um, that I call the UK home. So, um, as I said, my, I was born in Istanbul, but my family was not a traditional, you know, wide, large Turkish family because they were actually spread across Europe. My auntie um, is in Switzerland, Basel. My um, cousins were born there. Another part of my family were already in um, London. Um, my sister is married to an Italian, so I always in this mixed family of group of people. That's why I kind of call myself um, citizen of the world. And in a way that my job at Genesis also allow me to mix with um, different nationalities and people. So um, that kind of matched really well. Um, I started my life um, as a programmer, as an IVR programmer, <laughs> as you can imagine, years and years ago. One of those, please press one, please press two kind of thing um <laughs> but ended up ended up in the contact center um and i've been with genesis over um 23 years now oh wow um, i had um various roles it's been a wonderful place for me um yeah, so 23 years in sweden at least uh, back in the days there was this uh award ceremony if an employee had been with a company for 25 years okay long long time ago they used to get a gold watch at many companies. There you go. And then gold watches got too expensive, but like, <laughs> but they got an award. Is that a thing? Is Genesis giving you for your 25th anniversary? Is they, are they giving you anything special? You know, well, what Genesis has given me so far, I do not need an award. I had my friends over the years. I had my relationships with customers. I, you know, I wouldn't have changed that to the world. You know, none of the gold watches would have replaced that. So I don't think so. We do obviously recognize people on every quarter actually like how long they've been at Genesis um, the award ceremony is being done not at a level at gold watch but um, recognition is absolutely there absolutely Amazon gift card that'll do <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll do so um um, yeah, usually new hires do come and ask me, how long, how did you manage to stay at Genesis so long? Um, I guess the secret sauce was just keep changing what you do. Um, as I said, I started as a solution consultant um, and then I spent, I moved into um, the, what we call the dark side on the sales side, the channels. And I was looking after channels and partners for years, which was amazing. Um, again, allow me to get to know so many people from different countries. And um, then I moved into partner marketing, channel marketing. And finally, um, three years ago, I ended up in customer success, which is what I call home. home. Yeah. Um, having gone through the whole circle of, understanding the customer journey from the pre-sales to you know the contract signature get them you know customer and adoption and value realization this was the perfect place to be so yeah i'm, I'm really pleased to be where i am that's that's really amazing and a fantastic journey to hear especially in times like this when you know 
you know, people don't find right and they jump from one to another and so on. And, you know, more power to that as well. I don't think there's right or wrong here, but it's great to hear the stories as well that you've, you've been challenged intellectually for the past 23 years. That's amazing. Absolutely. Fast forward to today. If there's anybody on this call that doesn't know what you guys are all about, Genesis, like just give us the brief story. Like what do you guys do and for whom do you do it? Like who is your ideal customer? Sure, absolutely. Uh, we Genesis provides a um, customer experience orchestration platform. Uh, we offer a wide range of um, productive services runs on a cloud, uh, what we call customer experience platform which helps organizations to connect with their customers in a meaningful way. Uh, what we used to talk about years ago, call centers, and now we're referring them as contact center. So we um, making sure that by leveraging now our cloud platform, companies not only can improve their customer satisfaction, um, they can increase their operational efficiency and as a natural, obviously, um, consequences, they, we can drive business growth with our customers. So um, we've been selected as a leader. I think this, is, this must be the, um, I guess, seventh or eighth year. I can't exactly remember how many years in a row, but um, Gartner selected us as a leader of a um, contact center as an experience, as a service contact center, as a service um, platform. And so um, we have a wide range of customers from a, as minimum as, you know, 50 users, 50 agents to a 16,000 agents. So we have over 4,800 customers across 105 countries or maybe even more than that because every day we added more and more. We, we surpassed 1 million users. And I do know this by heart because it was the biggest target for our chief product officer. And when it happened, it was a big celebration for us. Every day, um, Genesis receives calls, interactions, and any digital interactions um, from, yeah, over 1 million users. Wow. Through 1 million wow. users, yeah. Yeah, really exciting, really exciting, isn't it? What can you say about um, other numbers, size of the operation? What ARR uh, are you guys at and how many people work at Genesis? Um, how many people? Well, I believe the last number, we, we must have more than 6,000 people. But I know that our financial report was showing our total revenue is surpassed 2 billion. Okay with the latest quarter and our revenue increase, especially the cloud revenue, um, 50% year over year. All right. Yeah. So you could probably afford the gold watches then. Thomas, <laughs> I don't know if we've had anybody that has been above the 2 billion revenue mark and, you know, about 1 billion in recurring revenue here. <laughs> I can't think of it in the podcast. Oh, probably the, the largest one. That's pretty amazing. Happy to be here. <laughs> I mean, very sizable organization and operation. And again, congratulations to all of you. And there's been lots of learnings. Actually, like Thomas said here in the beginning, you were with us earlier this year at uh, SASIS in Malmö and talked about, you know, your learnings of running a CS organization and so on. But more specifically, like, what did you actually talk and share when you took the stage at SASIS earlier this year? Um Obviously, thanks to you, the, the topic was pretty much down to me to pick. And I picked something that I we have as an organization experience quite recently, 
which was a change of um, bringing customer success and services organizations together, which we have been doing over two years now. And I talked about the benefits of bringing those two um, part of the organization under one umbrella to provide the best services to our customers. Um, and I think along the way, I also talked about how CSM took this you know, whole change and what were the benefits that we've seen um, along the way. Right. So that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that sparked some uh, some discussion in the room and some questions and so on. And there was, you know, particular one question that got the wheel spinning. Do you recall what that was? Well, I think I meant if I if you're referring to what I'm thinking right now, there was at some stage I talked about the fact that there was no churn in the CSM team that we kept our team as it is and no one left the team and in fact the team carried on growing. Right. And not only during the session, but after the session, a couple of people came and said well, hold on, hold on, Osan. You mentioned that there was no churn in the team, and we can't keep CSMs more than a year. CSM is just almost a you know career path people go pass through. How do you manage to do that? Right. That was the question. I don't know whether. Yeah, that, that that's exactly the one I've been thinking about, and we've been debating here, and like you know, because a lot of CSMs have been put under a lot of pressure in the recent years here, you know, customers maybe not always happy or product is not moving as fast as they wanted it. And they, they become somehow the gatekeeper here and get caught in between internal and external. And at the same time, many organizations have put revenue targets on them. So the role has been changing. So it would be really interesting to hear from your perspective, like you must have proactively worked to prevent a lot of churn here. It's like, so how does that look in your world? Absolutely. And uh, it really is an interesting world. I have to say that because when I first started in the customer success, the, the emphasis was all around re renewals, renewals and then around renewals, a bit of problems. If we even go back, you know, more than four or five years ago, it was much more of a service, you know, helping support related um, kind of um, DNA people were doing a CSM job. And at the time, even the names were different. We called them advisors. We called them technical advisors. And it can change. And in the world of SaaS, you're probably more aware than I am. I'm listening to many podcasts, readings everywhere, where the CSM role is going, how they should be compensated, how they should be, what are the KPIs they should be responsible. It is changing rapidly. And um, we're also asking from CSMs to look after so many things, you know, the outage happens and support problems that they have to be helping their customers. They have to take their customers through enablement and product enablement, education. And on top of that, we're saying, oh, we want to see some growth. Can you just bring some growth as well? Now, that unicorn CSM, I don't know if it exists somewhere, please bring them to me. But I believe that's tough to, you know, <laughs> tough, tough to crack, right? <clears throat> so the way I see the team has always been in day one, it's a nice orchestra. You know, someone's playing the violin, someone's good at, you know, playing the piano, but bringing all of them together creates a fantastic tune to our side. Yes, did we work hard and try some methods to keep the team together, give them the culture and the mission and understanding? Yes, we have. And uh, I guess uh, we can unpack some of that within the next um, couple of minutes, right? 
Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and also we discussed a little bit about the CSM role here very recently when we did our hundreds episode together with uh, Nick Meta, the CEO at Gainsight, uh, and you know tapped into his knowledge at, and experience as well. So uh, you mentioned a little bit about the, the different roles here. So, what does your organization look like? I mean, who's reporting to you? How how big is your team? And and what the different roles do you have? Okay. Um, our CSM teams, um, well, we, we have two segments, what we call name CSMs. They typically have roughly, you know, 12 to 15 accounts, some of them depending on the size of the customers. If they're looking after enterprise customers. They may own less of a number of accounts. Um, above certain ACV, they're under name CSM accounts. And as of today, we have 30 name CSMs which will grow already. Uh, we're hiring and it will get even bigger. <clears throat> but alongside with it, we also have a global CSM team. We call them GCSM. They do look after, with a scale approach, with a digital scale approach, they look after below certain customers and they have obviously wider ratio to look after um, customers. But overall, um, it's the wide team and it's expanding um, rapidly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a very big team, very big operations, and I really appreciate how you you talked about you know you have a violinist, there's a pianist, and together there's a uh, an orchestra. Are you the conductor then? Is is that a fair fair way to to look at this? I, I, I'm <laughs> trying to be a conductor. I'm trying to be a good conductor where everyone you know enjoys the melody in the end, right? Because. As I said, it, it, it's, if, if the team understands what the mission is, it, it can be a little confusing because, as I said earlier, they get pulled into all sorts of different directions. I mean, as I said, how can a billing problem can hit a same individual who's supposed to be demoing a product, right? right. It's, it's a wide range of spectrum and expectation. But in order to keep the team together in one sense, and we have open conversations that we can talk about later on, um, we said, look, we know what our mission is. We know what our vision is. Our vision is we're, we're here. First of all, our mission is we're here to retain the customer and grow the customer. Right. So I like to simplify things. And usually when a CSM comes to me, oh, San, is it my role? You know, so-and-so wants me to do it. And I said, simple. Ask the question to yourself. Is it going to help to retain the customer? Yeah, yeah. Then it's your job. Even if you don't have the skill, it is your job to find the right person, right individual who's got the skill to help out the customer. Right. Is it going to help to grow the customer? Then it's your job. So we keep everything under that umbrella and we have our values, um, you know, the five-step values that we establish together by talking with each other. We said, you know, we always return um, people's requests. We set the right expectations and we always go beyond um, so when you create that framework within the team, it's hard to get lost, right? Right. No matter what people ask from you, no matter how the goalpost is changing on a daily basis, right? Because you always bring them back to that framework. Yeah, we talked about. I think that's very interesting to hear, and that makes a lot of sense. So I can see how that framework or structure makes sure that nobody gets lost. But that's one one part of the equation. How do you also make sure that they're motivated yeah. because you also need that drive and motivation. Absolutely. Absolutely. If they have the same purpose, if they understand what the purpose is, and 
if you create this environment where they know that they can rely on each other, they're not in this, you know, um, it's not a fight, but on a daily battle, let's call it. If they're not on their own, if they're not walking alone, then it's an easier game for them. So that's why uh, when we went through, when we were going through these changes um, last year, one thing we wanted to do as a team, let, let's, let's become a family. And it doesn't happen overnight. Um, obviously, you're putting different people from different groups under one, you know, roof. Um, we, as you normally do, you start doing some social activities, especially at this day and age where people are not in the same office. It gets tougher and tougher, you know, in the virtual environment. Um, so first thing what we did, we actually almost try to gamify a little bit. We have different sub-regions and I asked the leaders to come up with a, you know, fun name for their teams. Um, and they created little these um, team names. One of them is called Can Cans because they're the ones who looks after France and but in a subtle name, yes, we can. Um, there was another team from different um, different countries. They called themselves the Final Countdown. <laughs> so we came up with those fun names. We brought all of them together. There were quite a lot of people in the team. They didn't know each other. And uh, we basically did a random selection and we said, you are supposed to spend half an hour, virtual coffee, or if it possible, personal coffee, to meet and greet and try to get to know each other. What do you do outside of work? What do you enjoy? What's your family like? And we started having those little social gatherings between the CSMs. So on a digital environment, um, we created our, you know, on our cloud platform um, where we all CSMs can meet, they can pose their questions. Even a new CSM starts if they get stuck rather than going and trying to find someone, they simply ask the question, hey guys, one of my customers asked this, does anyone know? And you can see immediately five, six people, you know, jump on that thread or immediately get on a call. So not making them walk alone is the number one thing. Right. And number two, um, we, uh, we came up with this um, concept of open door Open door is the hour that I basically create a either Zoom link or team link. And I sit through it. If I'm sitting in an office, you know, when you're in an office, you can go and knock on the door um, and walk in and ask any question that you might like to ask. So we created those open door sessions for the CSMs. There is no agenda. There is no topic, nothing else. They could come in, ask any question they like, and we have a little chit-chat, and um, they can go about their merry ways and carry on their days. We've seen that helping that you know unknown period when we were going through transition and increase the communication as much as we can, bringing the whole team together. All right, so you're online for a full hour and people can just jump in and out and meet you then digitally. Exactly, exactly. We call it open hour. They can come and ask anything, anything they want to ask, basically. No filter. So do they come? Oh, God, yeah. Sometimes, you know, there's first couple of minutes quiet. You have kind of um, casual chat with one CSM. And what happens is towards the end, there are like 10 CSMs appearing and they're all asking questions. And um, yeah, hard to manage. It's an interesting format, but it works, especially for the new CSM joining team because they think that, oh, Osan set up a meeting. There must be something important. They just jump in and waiting for me to talk. I'm like, guys, this is for you. 
it's your hour. You're supposed to tell me what you, you're supposed to ask me what you want to ask. So that definitely helped. At least that's the feedback that I'm getting from the people. Um, also, one thing, a little crazy, I know, but um, I try to meet with every CSM, obviously not weekly, not on a weekly basis, uh, but 30 people, they all have one-on-ones with me, one way or another, maybe once a quarter. I mean, they know that they can get hold of me. It's just it takes one um, text message and single thread on the our communication environment. But I set up calls with them, and it's really for them. It's not just going through account reviews or anything like that to tell me what's working, what's keeping them awake at night, and what excites them. And if they don't want to meet up, that's fine, that they can cancel it. And um, so this whole open communications and open door and one fat environment that everyone can trust each other and rely on each other, taking the role from an individual contributor to a big team sport, absolutely team sport. I mean, people like to give quite, use quite a lot of analogies like a sporting team. And I can't come up with good examples. That's why I said orchestra. But mm-hmm. um Knowing the fact that there's always someone to, someone, you know, on the back, that um, that that helps a lot. Would you say that um, a distributed team works as well as if you would sit on an office, all of you? Absolutely, because they do bring. Um, different experiences from their own regions and from their own salespeople, different cross-functional teams. Um, Of course, you know, I'm not going to deny there's the power of having everyone in the same office, but equally um, being in different countries, especially a big company like us and global company and where we spread across EMEA, which is my territory, Um, quite a lot of learnings coming from different CSMs being in different regions and different places from even from a customer behavior, what they're seeing. Sometimes we come up with an initiative, you know, just to foster um, expansion and um, what works in one region, it just doesn't work in another region. So we try to come out of this, you know, one size fits for all approach to what works for you, and I'm totally relying on the CSM in the region for that. PR and communication are the keys to building awareness for your company. You want to make sure you reach the right people with the right message at the right time. My News Desk is a smart PR platform where you can manage all your communication efforts in one place. My News Desk makes it easier for companies of all sizes to create awareness and build relations with the people that matter the most to you. Don't make PR harder than it needs to be. Visit mynewsdesk.com to start your free trial. I was also curious, you mentioned here in the beginning that, you know, uh, when people came up to you in Malmö after the event, they told you, well, we haven't been able to hold on to, to our talents. They want to move and progress and so on. How do you do uh to show that there are career developments like is there a program or like what's the setup there to make sure that people feel mm-hmm. i can grow here i guess that was um one of the biggest advantage of bringing customer success and services together because when customer success in a side or department that you're a bit outsider obviously you're helping the functions but in the setup that we're in as customer success and services, there are so many different roles 
within the same umbrella. We're under the same leadership. Right. We have professional services. We have technical account managers. We have product support. We have advisory teams, the consultants. So our CSMs have the ability to, you know, see what the possibilities are just even within our leadership, customer success and services leadership. But obviously on top of that, I am in a way a good example for the team that, someone who started as a solution consultant going through this way. So Genesis allows us to give that career option to um, CSM. So they shouldn't, they, they don't feel stuck in the role that they're in. Right. So do you have individual career plans for all of them? Like, yeah. is there of course. a trajectory that they're following saying like, hey, you're X today. If you want to be Y in three years, you need to go this way or go Absolutely. through this program. Absolutely. Not only we set out um, their career path there, they all have their personalized journey uh, plan. And not only from a career perspective, but the skill set, the interest area. Uh, sometimes we, you know, beginning of the year within our the, the, the tool that we're using in our HR department for the uh, personal career and the performance reviews, we identify the things that the CSM would like to improve themselves, such as sometimes they do come and say, I'd like to improve myself on presentation skills or management skills. Or, so they have their own personalized journey that we follow and try to help as much as we can. And, you know, behind the scenes, there are quite a lot of good things happening at a global level as well, which they're not aware of, but they'll be pleasantly surprised that there will be more opportunities like so far. We also allow them to um, job shadow. Um, we do have some CSMs, for example, who would like to become a technical account managers, have a feel of what it feels like. So we allow them to um, job shadow and um, assign joint projects as well. So Yeah. Okay. I mean, I really feel that you're a mature organization that, you know, you have thought through a lot of these things. And I mean, you're, you're very experienced in this field. And, um, but, you know, many of the, the companies or, or people that are listening here, they haven't come that far in their journey. Uh, so just try to summarize this a little bit. What would be your three top tips to avoid churn in your CSM organization? Ooh, top three. Okay. Uh, first of all, not avoid, but I, can I just talk about the things that they must do? Yeah, sure. It, from my experience, there is nothing, there is nothing more valuable than the field experience. And sometimes at an organization, at a high level, executive leadership level, what we think deemed to be good or positive may not necessarily translate something good for the CSM. So listening and understanding where they're coming from is a paramount. For example, uh, what we did beginning of the year, as I said, throughout those open hours and one-on-ones and constant checking in with the CSMs, we identified four or five pain areas, painful areas. One of them was, um, for example, resources and data and dashboard galore at Genesis. We have so much of, you know, coming in abundance. Most of the time, CSMs don't know where to find those information or they get lost. I even remember on my bookmarks, it was just queued 
30, 40 bookmarks to find one single dashboard. So they were complaining about that. And can you imagine the pain in their life? So we came up with what we call level up initiatives beginning of the year. One of them is accessing a data in a quicker way. The other one was um, ongoing support issues. And, you know, another thing was um, they were struggling with the fact that internally people didn't understand what their job was, Mm. you know, promoting CSM internally. So we came up with these initiatives and they all actually born from the feedback from CSMs. Started off, kicked off projects, level up um, projects, and um, we made progress. When you go back to CSM today, the biggest achievement they talked about this year and gives them the joy of um, what they do are the level up initiatives. So my suggestion would be rather than coming out from a top level, it's always good. I mean, for example, Gainside, we we, we follow their um, obviously um, experience quite closely. Um, But rather than coming out from the top level always, Go into ground field and understand the customer success managers day to day, what they're going through and um, their struggles and pains and work from there backwards. Yeah, and remove all the friction that... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because otherwise what we deem to, you know, what we believe that it's good for CSM may not necessarily bring any comfort to their life, right? Right. We may go and acquire a new tool but in their CSM world doesn't necessarily bring that much, right? Yeah. So that would be my thing. I know it's not three things, but uh, no. <laughs> that's what I would probably summarize in everything. One thing, yeah. Cool. Excellent. This, this was really great and really insightful. And, you know, you've obviously been on an amazing journey, but we know the journey doesn't end here. Far from it. So very briefly, what would you say is the future for you at Genesis and for Genesis in general? Great, great question. So one of the biggest, I wouldn't say challenge, but opportunity for us, what we established here in the, you know, name CSM world and the customer success world, bring that to a scalable level through digitally scalable level. So one of my biggest dream is, um, you know, all our little learnings in what, you know, it may look like small in EMEA level, expand at a global level um, and we want to bring that to our community uh, you know community because at the end of the day our CSMs are a little community right right and we want to expand that to our customers and we actually just about to kick off our very first customer success community event in London in September so I'd like to see that growing, growing at a level that, um, you know, we have great examples in the marketplace that we want to be following um, their footsteps and bringing people together. That's all it's about, after all. That's very exciting. And uh, is there anything you feel that you need? Obviously, we have a great audience here, lots of people listening. Is there anything you need help with? Like beyond that unicorn uh, CSM you mentioned in the beginning that we're all looking for, but like... Are you looking for anything in particular specifically that can help you grow and accelerate even more? That's a very good question. Honestly, for me, the biggest thing is you probably gathered by now. I'd like to listen. I'd like to listen. And for me, sharing experiences, that's why I love your platform. Because for me, the use cases, this, you know, the what people go through, their experiences are absolutely priceless. And any anything that any platform pushes that out from other people's experiences it's 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 a 
gold mine for me. That that's all I need to hear, understand what people are going through, what they um, experience, and um, that I can learn from their learnings. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Great. And we always ask every guest, and and clearly you you probably have some people that inspire you and that have motivated you. Who would motivate you? To bring on on the podcast here and you would say like i need to listen to that episode is there a particular individual that you feel that person is very inspiring i'd like to listen to her or him okay um i i'd like to read i read quite a lot of books and obviously i have my favorite um, people that i um, follow quite um, closely but if i have to give one name i would definitely go with adam grant is um you know social and you you will probably know about him anyway you would probably know about him but, but i wouldn't miss any episode of his podcast and any article so it'd be amazing to have someone like adam grant give his perspective about workplace and you know how to keep people motivated and how to get company cultures you know growing um that would be an amazing addition to your series for sure right okay thank you for that uh we'll take a look at that and hunt him down if necessary so uh <laughs> Osan, it's uh, been a pleasure having you thank you for sharing your experiences and um yeah looking forward to interact more in in the community here moving forward as well so well with that see you around Osan, and uh, have a really great weekend thank you so much for the opportunity i had a great time telling the story i'm always keen to tell our story so thank you for giving me this opportunity thank you it was our pleasure take care now bye-bye so daniel what's the main takeaway from the episode i think she said it at the very end i love how she puts so much emphasis on listening you know, it, it's not just the company has a bunch of goals, the managers have some grand ideas of how to get there. They're listening to the people that are doing the job, the CSMs here. And he, she had a bunch of examples here, you know, with the, the open door concept and so on. But I appreciated that if you want your people, at least I'm a firm believer of that, to work hard, to be motivated, they need to feel seen and heard. And I think a lot of people underestimate that and just take it for granted. You need to have a program about this, making sure that everybody can be heard and seen at whatever pace and forum that they feel comfortable with. Does that make sense, Thomas? Or am I being, being very philosophical here? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, you put me a little bit on the spot here because you chose such a broad takeaway here that covers most of what uh, Austin talked about. But Think about it hard. You can specify it for us a little bit. Narrow it down. Yeah, absolutely. I love the open hour, but if I'm going to go into some of the other things, I think she said this after the recording. <laughs> and that was that she, she all also sent out an email every Friday. So if I understand it correctly, it was small wins from the week. So everyone could feel that, you know, we are doing this together. We are doing great things and everyone can also get some you know, attention from, from what they have done during the week. And I think that's also a great way and also make sure that, you know, remove the friction, all the things that, you know, makes you not be able to put the time where it counts with the customer make it so they easily can find the information they need make it so they have the tools that helps them do their job and all of that so 
some really great and tangible advice, I would say, from Austin today. Definitely. And once again, uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoyed the podcast in general, you know, give us a five-star rating. We very much appreciate that. And keep the suggestions and ideas coming. If you want to hear your favorite SaaS influencer in the podcast, or if it's yourself, let us know. And we'll make sure to bring you up here and get your voice heard. Absolutely. And you can always reach us at contact at sassiest.com. You can reach out on LinkedIn and you have all the information that you need if you go to uh, sassiest.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter so you get everything you need in your mailbox as well. Uh, Pleasure being here on the air again. Hope to see you soon where that might be. And with that, see you again. See you again.